0: This is ResourceCast, a podcast on the natural resource industry. Here you can listen to the latest on how mining, energy, water and other natural resources based industries are changing around the world. We discuss how from being the most hated and despised extractive industries, a new mindset is changing the face of the resource industry. How are they becoming more responsive to the needs of the people? Hi everyone, I am Haritulsidas, your host for one of the most crucial podcasts you are possibly going to get addicted. Every week, we bring you... A new facet of the resource industry the mining, oil and gas, forest, water, land, food production and many others. So let us get started to a new episode of Resource cost. Today we will continue our exploration from 30,000 feet. We will go a little more deeply into the background of the fundamental principles of resource management. We will have a look at why fundamental principles are required. What else is required in resource management? And how this will make an impact on how resources are produced and used in our society. In the end, we will discuss a little bit on what we will expect in the next next episodes. Let us jump right into the focal issue today. While looking into the principles of resource management, it will be worthwhile to Have a quick glance at the year that has went by. We have a feeling that 2019 reaffirmed that the age of commodities is drawing to a close. We say this because in 2019, about 50 U.S. energy companies filed for bankruptcy. This is about 15 companies more than what filed for bankruptcy in 2018 so there has been a history of companies energy companies filing for bankruptcy in us but the movement has strengthened in 2019 and uh, in all rational analysis we assume that this trend is going to continue into 2020 and beyond also in 2019 major oil Companies, International oil companies like Shell, BP, Chevron, etc. have announced massive write-downs on their assets. Now, the real reason why these write-downs are there will, will be subject to more clarifications, but we assume that the basic reason for these write-downs will be the continuing erosion of the asset value. Another important thing that took place in 2018 towards end of 2019, sorry, is Norway's $1.1 trillion sovereign fund announcing this investment from companies solely dedicated to oil and gas exploration and production now this sovereign fund of norway is a fund which is constituted from the revenue that norway gets from its oil and gas business industry uh, in the north sea and this sovereign fund is supposed to take care of the pensions of norway citizens so this this fund generates its income its basic capital from oil and gas business but they have decided that they will not invest further in oil and gas exploration and production especially companies which are dedicated only to oil and gas exploration and production companies which have diversified portfolio of exploration and production refining transport distribution etc the reason given is for this investment for from the oil and gas exploration production companies is that the fund suspects long term future of oil and gas assets is not secure so this is a major conclusion which is now made by entity which is right in the middle of oil and gas business in norway now another thing that has happened is about the banks and financial institutions taking some steps in withdrawing from financing new oil exploration or drilling in the Arctic. Major banks in Europe have announced this quite long back. But this year, Goldman Sachs in the USA is the first U.S. institution to announce withdrawal from financing new oil exploration in the Arctic. As of 2019, close to 22 banks have halted direct financing of new thermal coal mines projects globally. And uh, 26 banks have ended direct financing of new coal plant projects, new coal-fired electric projects will not be funded by many of the banks. So all these happenings in 2019 firmly point to the fact that energy as a commodity is losing its shine. So far, the markets has been dominated by energy companies. You take the top 10 companies in the world, most profitable companies in the world, it will be dominated by energy companies. And of course, the most profitable company in the world is Saudi Aramco. But with these directions which are Coming up in all over the world, we think that it will be conceivable that in 20 years from now, not a single energy stock will even make the top 20 in the S&P 500 Hall of Fame. This is about energy companies. What about mining in general? The market performance of mining companies have been mixed there there were few commodities which were doing fine while certain other commodities were doing poorly. So if you average it out, there was a slight improvement in mining performance in 2019 compared to 2018. But the important fact is this. The market has reservation about mining industry's ability to respond to uncertainties. This conclusion is coming from the fact that investors are unimpressed by mining top 40s results, which has fell by 18% in 2019 over its valuation in 2018. So the valuation, company valuation in 2019 compared to 2018 is 18% lower so this is something that reflects the sentiments regarding the mining industry so i have a quote from the global mining and metals leader of pwc jock o'callaghan so he says quote now it is a time for the mining companies to address the issues weighing down market values climate change shifting consumer sentiment and technology adoption. Miners need to move swiftly to restore faith in brand mining. Prioritizing greener and consumer-centric strategies, enablement of technologies will help earn the trust of stakeholders and enable miners to create sustainable value into the future. Unquote. So, this gives a direction in which the mining industry thinking is going on today. So, let us pause a while and think on the way the totality of energy and resource companies are moving, which is not into a glorious future. It seems they are going into their sunset. And let us stand apart and see. If you are a company, you are owning a company or significant influencer of a company, what will you do to take you apart from the crowd, to move away from the crowd in a different direction? If you are asked to do that, what will be your reaction to that? Now, thinking about it, I think there will be only one way of doing this thing now, one way of doing energy and mineral resource industry in the right way today. That is to think that the whole natural base of the planet is a single entity. The planet's natural resource base is one whole. Be it minerals, coal, petroleum, nuclear, renewables, water, (coughs) land, everything should be seen as one interconnected system. From our experience in managing several projects globally, we have understood the advantages in integrated management of the natural resource base. Unless we see the resource base as one, a proper management of this resource base will not be possible. So this is one of the important lessons which we have to learn from our past experience. Our past experience means the experience at least since the industrial revolution, in middle 18th century till today, which is a paradigm which was built over the last 200 years or so of extracting materials from the ground and then using it as, as much as possible, is not going to work into the future. Already the planetary boundaries are being breached due to this enormous amount of extraction that is going, taking place. The total resources that are produced for the use of our society is touching nearly 100 billion tons annually. It is growing at a rate of about 3% per annum, which means that in every 25 years, 20 to 25 years, the amount of materials which we require for our society will be doubling. And this is an exponential growth. And exponential is a growth is one thing which we have a lot of difficulties in grasping. From the hundred billion tons which are required in twenty years it will double to two hundred billion tons. The next twenty years it will be four hundred billion tons, then eight hundred billion tons, then one thousand six hundred billion tons, then 3,200 billion tons. It goes like that. Within within a century, it will be something like 30 times of what we will be using today. And that is going to breach the carrying capacity of the planet. The environmental limits, the carbon limits, the biodiversity limits, all are going to be breached if you are going to continue using materials in this fashion. So this commodity industry will not have a great future if it goes like this. And what we have to see is how to move away from this commodity industry to a new service-based industry. Ultimately, what our society needs, what our civilization needs is not the materials like coal or oil and gas or copper they need energy they need heat they need medium to transmit electricity from one place to another they need cooling they need food and this they need shelter these are some of the things which the society needs and the materials the raw materials uh, are just the building blocks from which these services are made. So instead of selling these services to the customers, the industry found a very easy way of selling the commodities, the building blocks itself, to the customers. I think this should stop. And then we can find a way how we can get out out of this issue of this commodity trap into which we have gone Careful examination of this has been done by many people, but no real solution has been made in the industry. The industry even today thinks that producing more copper ore and as much as possible and then pushing it into the market, 30 or 40% of it is not even used properly. There is a lot of efficiency issues in our resource use and we, we waste a lot of materials which are produced uh, by the industry. The industry has not really come into grips about the situation and they don't really know a way to go forward. But this is not going to continue for long. The community, the governments, the policy makers, the finances all are keenly looking at the industry today. Unless they have a solution to the climate issues, to the environmental issues, to the biodiversity issues, to the social issues, it will be difficult to continue into the future. If a breakdown is going to happen about resource availability, it is not because resources are not there in the ground, which is also a limiting factor. We are dealing with limited resources. They are non-renewable which could be an issue, but it is not the, the immediate issue the industry will be facing. The immediate issue industry will be facing is the issue of how we can get this material out of the ground and how we can use it in the society, how, how it could be utilized in a way in which we are not putting a huge burden on the environment, on the climate on the biodiversity side etc. in producing these resources we are also uh, tapping into water resources as an essential input for processing these materials. Water has become a very critical commodity today and many of the mining projects, many of the petroleum projects are now sanctioned only if they also have a desalination plant sited nearby to get their water requirements. There are other issues use of large-scale use of dangerous chemicals, etc. are causing concern. So the industry will be asked to substitute some of these highly hazardous chemicals with more easily handled materials. These are the issues which we we will be facing and And we think that the way forward is very simple. It is integrated management of the whole resources as one whole. And the core of this resource base will have minerals, critical raw materials, petroleum, coal, renewable energy, water, forest, food and agriculture, transportation, clean technologies, and other many others. And these sectors, these core sectors will have essential interlinkages with international standards, industry and innovation, small and medium scale enterprises, banking and finance, education, research, social welfare, health, women, empowerment, environment and many other things. So this integrated development of resources with interlinkages with a lot of socio-economic sectors is something which the industry will have to move forward now. And from a commodity based model, it has to move towards a service based model. Basic fundamentals of resource management stem from this realization. And uh, in the remaining few minutes, let us quickly go through the Twelve fundamental principles of resource management. Principle one is responsibility to the planet. The primary responsibility of sustainable resource management shall be continued well-being of the earth, its inhabitants, and then environment. Principle two is integrated and indivisible management of resources. Sustainable resource management shall be undertaken in an integrated and indivisible manner, consistent with its social, environmental, and economic viability. Principle three is systems view. Sustainable resource management shall integrate systems view at all stages. Principle four is social license to operate. Sustainable resource management shall ensure obtaining and keeping the social license to operate. Principle five is full lifecycle view. Resources shall be managed with a lifecycle view, encompassing resource discovery to its production, final use, reuse, and recycle. Principle six is service orientation. Resources shall be produced primarily as a service. To the society. Principle 7 is Comprehensive Resource Recovery. Sustainable Resource Management shall facilitate and support the knowledge base and systems for comprehensive recovery of value at all stages of operation. Principle 8 is Circularity. Sustainable Resource Management shall facilitate and support the knowledge base and systems for responsible design, use, reuse, and recycling. Principle nine is zero waste. Sustainable resource management shall facilitate and support the knowledge base and systems that promote the target of eliminating all waste as reasonably achievable. Principle 10 is zero harm. Sustainable resource management shall facilitate and support the knowledge base and systems that pursue continual improvement in health and safety performance with the ultimate goal of zero harm as reasonably achievable. Principle 11 is hybridization. Sustainable resource management shall facilitate and support the knowledge base and systems that promote the uptake of hybrid technologies and diversification in production and use. Principle 12, the final principle, is continuous strengthening of core competencies and capabilities. Sustainable resource management shall ensure continuous strengthening of core competencies and capabilities that are required for cross-disciplinary research, development, demonstration, deployment, and operations. These are the 12 fundamental principles of resource management and uh, we will be going through each of these aspects, each of these principles in more detail later. And what is required for sustainable resource management is there should be a number of requirements under each of these principle, one or more requirement to achieve each principle or to see that each principle is strictly adhered when. Resources are developed, and if you you may note that in all the statements that are made in these fundamental principles, we are using the word "shall." That means this is something which has to be implemented as a mandatory thing, irrespective of what is situation is, what is a financial gain or profits you are going to get out of the resources, or uh, irrespective of uh, how. Urgently, these materials are required for society. So, when we go into the requirements, we may give a number of options, like you can, you can have this or that to achieve a certain goal. But when you are in the level of principles, you don't have an option of choosing an alternative path. If the principle says that uh, the prime concentration of resource management should be the responsibility to the planet, that means that you have to be responsible to the planet. I will end here today's focus on the principles, which is in fact a continuation of what we have done in the, in the last episode. And in the next episode, we will look into some of the specific difficulties which this uh, industry is facing today. I mentioned a few in the beginning of this episode, like investors running away, social disenchantment, market volatility, etc. This week or the the last week that has gone by, we had seen the geopolitical volatilities which were happening in the Middle East. And uh, it requires no explanation that the root of all these difficulties which we are seeing in Middle East, is due to the resources that region has, the oil and gas resources of that region. So you have regular armies, you have non-state players, you have proxies all active in this region because of one thing this region has, which is this uh, rich abundance of natural resources. It is quite unfortunate that these resources are not serving the people of that region well and it is fueling a conflict which has been running for decades and decades now, creating large-scale fatalities, unimaginable harm and distrust for the, the people who are living there, often wiping out communities together, scattering families all over the world. It is, it is a really unfortunate situation we have in Middle East. We will discuss about some of this in more detail in our next episode. Thank you for listening this episode. And I hope you will be with us in the next episode, which will be there hopefully next week. Thank you very much. See you soon.